0: I just think it's so fucking weird that you can get drunk and then just be like walking around in your body acting like a fucking fool. And you're like, I don't know this person. <laughs> Welcome back to Social Soul Podcast. My name is Jess. And I'm Haley. And today we're chatting about some frequently asked questions that I get about quitting drinking. And it's been a thousand days alcohol free for me today. So what a perfect day to answer these questions for you guys. Congratulations on that, by the way. Yeah. I honestly, I didn't even realize this because I don't check a day counter, but I follow this girl on Instagram who has the same date as me. So she was like, it's a thousand days alcohol free. And I was like, shit. You like It's shit. a thousand days alcohol free. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Shout out <awesome>. to Sue. <laughs> Love it. Um, so I put a question sticker up on my Instagram the other day to get some questions from people about quitting drinking. And I got the same question in like three different kind of formats. So the question is, where do I begin? Should I try to cut down completely or try to cut down or just stop completely? And somebody asked me, too, when you quit drinking, did you quit just cold turkey or did you cut cut back first, right? And I think a lot of people have this idea when it comes to quitting drinking of, like, it has to be something totally major or else you have to keep kind of fighting to keep alcohol in your life. I think if we can ask ourselves the question of, like, why am I fighting so hard for this, it can help kind of open your eyes to so much because... Really, it's like, why are you fighting so hard to keep alcohol in your life if you're not dependent on it in some way? So it's kind of interesting. But I think if you are feeling like weird about like how things go when you drink, if you're feeling ashamed about it, if you're feeling embarrassed about it, if you feel like you'd be better without drinking or maybe you feel like drinking alcohol is impacting your health or your mental health or just your well being overall, or kind of impacting even your relationships or your work or things like that, those are all valid reasons to want to reevaluate your relationship with alcohol. So, yeah, I mean, I think the answer to this question is if you want to quit, quit.
1: Yeah. And I think it's important how you say, like, reevaluate your relationship yeah. um, with it. Like, I feel like you're right. A lot of people do wait for that major moment as they're like, Deciding factor, which is great if you yeah. guess, you know, if you have that moment. But yeah, definitely, I feel like that goes for many, many things in life. Like if you're questioning it, figure out why you're questioning
0: it. Yeah, well, same thing like with your health. You know, if you're questioning your health or your diagnosis. Don't be afraid to like look into it a little bit yeah. more
1: and find the resources that it j- can help you do that. Such as yeah. Just Haley. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think really just when it comes down to it, it's important to remember that alcohol is addictive. So there are kind of a couple different sides to this, because if you are at a place where you're drinking consistently and your body is physically reliant on it, just quitting is probably not going to be the safest option. True. Um, you might need some more serious intervention, some medical help, or even some mental help as you quit drinking. So it's not so black and white of like, just quit. You know, I know that it's a little bit more dynamic than that. But also, if if you keep like keep drinking, it's important to remember alcohol is addictive. So if you're at this place where you're like, questioning the role that alcohol plays in your life and you keep trying to make it work for you who's to say that you can't go down that path of eventually getting addicted to it Mm -hmm. so I think it's really important to remember that the more you drink the more likely you are to become reliant on it so that's just important to point out um but I think for me like what that stopping point was because somebody asked me like how did you just stop right and it seems like oh I don't know it seems like maybe it was super easy but I think that I
1: think in my head I'm like it sounds terrifying yeah I would would think most people would think that's like so overwhelming to think about and like I feel like that's probably why a lot of people don't do it Mm -hmm. is because they think of that moment and they're like how the fuck am I supposed to time this perfectly in my life to like stop something that I've had for so long.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and it is so interesting because it's like you're always looking for the right time. Mm
1: -hmm. As we do with so many things.
0: Yeah. But it's like, when will the right time be? So Mm -hmm. I think that the key for me was making the decision, was simply deciding. And I did this first just with myself and I didn't really talk about it. But I think that telling the people in your life and trusted individuals is a really big step in doing this too because it makes it a little bit more real. It takes it just out of your head of this idea of I want to quit drinking, where you have zero accountability to this thing that you've said and you've expressed that you're now a little bit more accountable to now that you've talked to people in your life about it. So I started. In just, like, a private Facebook group, I joined this free group that somebody had, and that was kind of, like, my in. I made that decision in that moment, and then I slowly started to tell people in my life, and I just stopped drinking, like, and it was really, for me, it wasn't, like, at home or anything like that. It was more those social situations. So,
1: yeah, you were yeah. never the type to have, like, booze just, like, stocked up at your house or anything. You know what's
0: funny is I did have so much booze at my house, like, that I had as gifts. We really? had, like, fifths of vodka, like, above the and oven. And I didn't,
1: we didn't even know, I didn't even know about it. Because yeah. you literally, we, never we never drink, drink, drink at them. home.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um... Yeah, and we didn't get rid of the alcohol in the house until, like, way after I quit drinking, which okay. is yeah, super weird. Um, so I think that the big thing is really just, like, making that decision and then finding some sort of outside accountability, whether that's a support group, whether that's your friends, whether it's AA. There are so many different options, Um, but I think that that's going to be the key there.
1: I think that's also definitely important to talk about is, like, when you mentioned starting to tell, like, the people close to you of your decision... Hopefully they will be 100% supportive, but if they're not supportive in the way that you need, definitely look for support groups or Facebook groups mm-hmm. or anything like that, because those will have the people that will give you that like validation and support that you need going through something like that. Yeah. And it just takes less pressure off of the people close to you too that might not know how to handle that situation because they're not used to it, right? Most or they people are aren't drinkers. used to it. Yeah, because most people are drinkers, let's mm-hmm. be real. So it'll take like the pressure off of you expecting a lot from them and like them feeling like you expect it too. Yeah,
0: totally. And that actually brings up another interesting question that I had from somebody that said a friend can't control their amount of consumption in social settings, but doesn't want to give up alcohol. So I think that that's interesting that we like talk about support in that way, because I think we all know that person who is struggling with their relationship with alcohol, yet we're still so tied to it socially. And we also kind of, I mean, I see this all over TikTok, TikTok like people making fun of people who aren't drinking or saying you're boring if you don't want to <laughs> drink. But we all know this fucking person who can't handle their alcohol. And I don't know, I just think that it's interesting. So I think that... Like, if you know somebody who is drinking socially and they're struggling with it, but they don't want to give it up, I mean, I would ask how you can normalize making the choice not to drink, whether that be hanging out with them in different settings or maybe you choosing not to drink or having conversations with them. Like, I don't know. I just think that normalizing the choice not to drink can help people feel a little bit more more comfortable so like share things about sobriety or I don't know it's like there's so many different ways that you could kind of normalize this choice um but I don't see it happening (laughs) like on the internet
1: I think there's a lot of ways that you can support somebody like that without overwhelming them like you said like you could just when you go out with them you could not drink therefore Mm -hmm. like hopefully you know that'll be like oh they'll look at you and be like you're not drinking and you'll just be like yeah you know like instead of like being like you shouldn't drink to your friend because that yeah. might be like too much or like Absolutely. if you were to like start talking about just like not drinking alcohol while you're like sitting at a bar having a cocktail with them that might be super overwhelming yeah. for them and they might feel attacked mm-hmm. but yeah if you just work on normalizing it and just taking it out of the situation mm-hmm. and just start there and don't yeah. even like talk about it yet until they get more comfortable not having it
0: around
1: you. And then I feel like you could start slowly like mentioning things or like sharing resources. Well,
0: and I think that ways that you could potentially mention it is like, I think that it's important that we have real conversations with our friends. So like asking them, how are you feeling about last night? Or um, is there anything that you want to talk about or just kind of like showing up for them in that supportive way because I mean I think that if somebody would have questioned me a little bit sooner maybe I wouldn't have gone through all of the experiences that I had while I was drinking but it's it's so not normalized to like ask people about their drinking so I don't know it's kind of weird because some people yeah if they're like they'll like push you the hell away if you start asking questions but I do think that for some people, it can be beneficial. Okay. Next question. Okay. So the question was, what was the last straw for you? And, um, (laughs) we actually, Jessica and I recorded a podcast episode. I think it's episode 46. It's quitting drinking, ditching the fun drunk identity and finding motivation to stay sober. Um, we recorded a whole episode about this, but basically, we were, me and Jessica were in a hotel room in Austin, Texas, and I got drunk. And the next morning, she was like, do you remember trying to pee in the hotel closet? I had to, like, stop you. You were trying to pee in there like it was the bathroom. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? No. Um. So that was kind of, yeah. I guess if I had a last straw, that was, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> I'm trying
1: so hard not to laugh, but it is. It's just, yeah, it's funny.
0: It's so weird, though, because... That's what I hated about drinking is I'm like, I don't remember this. Yeah, but this happened. I did that. Mm-hmm. Like that I'm was surprised me. I
1: fucking remembered it. I don't know how I remembered it. Yeah, I don't remember half the things I did the night before. So
0: I don't know, but that's what I just think it's so fucking weird that you can get drunk and then just be like walking around in your body acting like a fucking fool and you're like I don't know this person like (laughs) who is terrifying yeah yeah it's kind of scary Uh, okay so another question that I get asked really often is about my social life now that I have quit drinking and somebody asked do you keep up with the same amount of socializing after being alcohol free and I definitely feel like I do do you feel like I do yeah okay Yeah, I feel like you were never like a crazy like
1: go out no all the time person. I mean, I just feel like you're definitely like introverted like me to where like you're not like needing to be with people or like out and about all the time. Yeah, I feel like you're a little bit of a homebody. So yeah, I don't think that it's like slowed you down in socializing at all.
0: No, I don't think so either. And I wasn't like the person who was like out at the clubs every night or like (laughs) honestly, I wasn't even. Like, single, like I've been married when I quit drinking, so I don't know. I think, like, I just feel like my life is pretty much the same, yeah, before and after. I agree. Um, okay, another question that somebody asked was, How does one enjoy a vacation without alcohol? And I think so many people probably have this question, um, even if you don't realize you have this question. I know when I stopped drinking, I was like, Wait can I can't have a drink by the pool like what am I going to do by the pool on vacation Um, so we did record a podcast episode on this I think it's number 37 and it's alcohol free travel advice um, Mm -hmm. where we kind of go more in depth into that but I think it I think the idea that the only reason that you go on vacation is to drink is kind of weird like, but it is just kind of like a social norm.
1: Um <laughs> It's just so weird to think about because I think about those vac- vacations that I used to go on and drink on and I'm like, that sounds so exhausting. Yeah. Now. Like that is definitely not the vacation that I would want. Yeah. Now.
0: I definitely think just shifting your perspective a little bit can help this because there are so many downsides that I can think about that come with drinking on vacation, like the expenses of alcohol the hangovers, um, just not feeling good, maybe not remembering things, being tired, wanting to sleep. Like, I see a lot of downsides to drinking on vacation. And I think that if you don't drink, it frees up so much space. It frees up time. It frees up money. It frees up energy. And then you can do so many more things on your vacation. Maybe you can wake up earlier. You can stay Mm -hmm. out later. Um, You can do a certain activity like – it's really expensive at a resort you know like it's like go sailboating or paraglide what is that you did that parasailing parasailing or like go on a hot air balloon or something like that like instead of spending your money on booze you could use it towards something like that
1: so I'm just thinking about like dude when I went to
0: Mexico yeah you have to (laughs) this is a good story (laughs) wait I don't even know what story you're expecting
1: now but I was just gonna share like um So we went on like a booze cruise, right? It was, we, like we had planned a bunch of these like activities to do in Mexico with like the group that we went. So like the first one we went was like zip lining. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that night we like went out drinking, right? And then the next day we had the booze cruise Mm -hmm. and we were all hung over and puking on the booze cruise. So we none of us drank on the booze cruise. And we literally were all so sick yeah. and it was the worst boat ride of my life. Oh, that and sounds I just remember miserable. thinking like, why did we drink so much? Like, why did we drink at all when we were going to be on a cruise all day mm-hmm. today? Like, it was so fucking painful. So yeah. many people puking overboard.
0: Well, it's funny because vacation is kind of like it's like an exception to like normal life where you go and you drink heavy like all day every day sometimes and it's it's just kind of weird because that's like not normal any other time <laughs> but on vacation you wake up and get hammered
1: uh, yeah so true it's such a weird thing it yeah. is
0: um but that sounds horrible being seasick and hungover it was
1: horrific
0: and then probably like sunburnt and shit too. yeah like, <laughs> like the
1: bartender on the boat's like okay like what do you guys want to drink and we're just like no water no please no Don't make us do it. (laughs)
0: That's funny. Um, Okay. Another question I had. Somebody early on in quitting drinking, she was on day three and she was like, why am I feeling so aggressive towards everyone? And I feel this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like currently? Just in general.
1: Just in life. Like when I, I don't know. Like I just feel this in general with like vices or like things that you use Mm -hmm. to like just numb yourself. And then when you don't have them, I definitely have felt that instant like everything makes me angry.
0: Totally. Well, and this is a normal thing actually that can come with withdrawal. Um, So I guess that this is something that is very typical and kind of happens within like the first week. And it may stick around for like a month. Um, So this is a very common thing that happens. But I also think if you're somebody who maybe drinks to suppress your emotions or to kind of like numb yourself, when you remove that kind of numbing agent, you're going to be feeling like really angry. Um, But also, you're not going to then have that coping mechanism. And then you're using more willpower too throughout the day to kind of resist alcohol that you're going to want to freaking snap any chance you get. Um, yeah. So it's normal. Hopefully it'll go away. (laughs)
1: Um, and then also, that's also why you mentioned like working on your mental health too, Mm -hmm. while you're going through something like this, like, don't be afraid to like see a counselor or like (laughs) something like that or do meditation or anything to try to like just distract yourself or like, Get all of those emotions out in a different healthy way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel really lucky that I had my workout routine down yeah. when I had quit drinking because I don't I don't think I realized it, but I do think that that really helped me yeah. get through it because I had this kind of other outlet too. Mm-hmm. And speaking of therapy, somebody did ask like a really deep question mm-hmm. and we're going to have a therapist on the podcast soon. And I actually am going to ask her this question. Ooh, okay. um, but the question was um, how to move forward when I've hurt people like my husband when I drink. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I feel Fuck. yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that so many people have this experience. And it can be really hard and I don't want to say I have it like all figured out, which is why I want to ask a therapist this question. Um, But I think that changing your behavior is like a really good sign of progress. So I think if you've quit drinking, like props to you, you're taking great steps to like do better. Um, And then, yeah, I might suggest just seeing a therapist and talking about some of these things, but we will definitely be asking one on the podcast here soon couples counseling too. Like that's a thing. Mm -hmm.
1: I feel like it will take time for your partner to like build that trust back up with you. If something has happened or like Mm -hmm. there's been issues with it, but I mean, it's not totally lost, you know, some, yeah, some relationships might not work out, but I would say that there's not, it's not a for sure thing that you won't be able to get back to where you were.
0: Yeah. Well, even, Like, in my personal life, this trip that I went on to Austin, Texas recently, because I wasn't sure if I was going to be the only one who was, like, not drinking on the trip, I felt a little bit nervous going into it. And I had expressed that to Dustin. And it's not that I thought that I was going to drink, but I just worried that I'd feel, like, weird. Yeah. And he ended up kind of feeling worried that I was going to drink on this trip. And it's interesting because it's been so long, like I said, like a thousand days that I haven't drank, mm-hmm. but he still kind of had that lingering feeling of, well, well, is she going to like fuck it up? Do you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. yeah, just a kind of personal experience there. Interesting. But okay, we're going to end this on like a light note because a lot of people ask like what my go-to drink Like, non alcoholic drink is when I go somewhere. So, I want to (laughs) know. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I don't necessarily have a go to, but I will always look at the drink list. So, little secret if you're looking for non alcoholic drinks at a restaurant, You're probably going to have to check the cocktail and the drink menu. Um, Yeah, you
1: probably are going to have to look look at it. You're right.
0: Yeah. So I will look under like the bottles uh, and cans of beer for like a non-alcoholic beer. Or I'll look through the cocktail list or see if they have a non-alcoholic drink list and just order something off of there. But if they don't have non-alcoholic drinks, I like to ask for a non-alcoholic version of one of the cocktails that look good on the menu. So I'd say that that is my go-to, really just looking at the drink menu, seeing if they have non-alcoholic drinks, and then if not, asking for a non-alcoholic version of one of the cocktails that look good.
1: Um, This is not to shit on bartenders, but if you do order a non-alcoholic cocktail, have your friend try it first before you try it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying I worked in the bar industry and I know how many times that mistake has been made when somebody's ordered a non-alcoholic like cocktail. Yeah. And they've been like oh fuck I totally just threw a shot of vodka in it.
0: (laughs) Oh my god that would
1: suck. So yeah if you're somebody that like really you know is serious about it definitely just when you get your cocktail just ask your friend to try it first or something.
0: Yeah. It would suck to like Be drinking your non-alcoholic drink and then be like, shit, I'm buzzed from this. That would be like the weirdest thing. Yeah. I
1: mean, I feel like you definitely would be able to know
0: Mm -hmm. most of
1: the time, unless it's some super sugary, fruity thing, probably. But I don't Mm -hmm. know. It's just that's just a bar industry thing that I needed to point out. for your safety.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I would say just check the menus. And I wanted to shout out, too, because I've actually been looking at restaurants in the Seattle area that have non-alcoholic drinks on the menu, and I have been putting them into the Sober Space app. So if you're sober curious, looking for cool, trendy places that have non-alcoholic drinks on the menu, download the Sober Space app. It is free, and it's like the ultimate guide to living your best booze-free life. So, All right. Thanks for listening, you guys.
1: We'll see you next time.
0: Bye.